0: katie and this is a classically
1: black podcast where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession
0: with trap beats playing in the background uh, hey Hello. girl no <laughs> we ain't here in more ways than one uh, okay <laughs> in your speakers and in the house
1: you know what i was just thinking about um i was like how are they what are they doing is um percussionists?
0: They probably got them little jump because things. I'm just like no,
1: but sit, but like you think of all the instruments that percussion uses, like how yeah. many of y'all really got a marimba at the crib? I feel
0: like I feel like the the uppity ones do low key. Not the. Uppity.
1: I mean, yeah, the uppity ones, but they not those ones already with a job. That's how many true. college students have a freaking set of timpani and remember, like, because there's more to the timpani than just hitting the drum, like you know? Right. So it's like, how?
0: What do the lessons even look like? Yikes! I oh my gosh. Somebody tell us. I'm I'm curious now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like somebody who's in college studying percussion, like what ain't are no you doing?
0: Re- yeah, in a no way, you're not regressing either because yeah
1: and even the smaller stuff like this like even though it's small don't mean that you got it because you probably don't need like you you know there's a bunch of different small stuff i don't right, know how what right. y'all what y'all excerpts be looking like like i don't know if your excerpts are like primarily just a couple instruments i could see that but still like mm-hmm. it's not that you don't have to practice the other stuff like right i mean y'all so y'all got a bass drum and four timpanis and a marimba. It, and a freaking Glockenspiel and, and some cymbals and a tambourine and a triangle. Autumn instruments. Autumn
0: instruments. You just blamed off. Made me stress for Ina if I picked percussion back <laughs> in fourth grade. <laughs> my mom would not. My mom was. I signed up for the trumpet and it didn't work out. Some people know that the early classically white. I signed up for trumpet and viola and my mom was elated when it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, trumpet. <laughs> She was like, yeah, you're not going to be playing
1: that in here Yeah, because, I mean, I could see that My yeah, mom wanted tired. my brother to play trumpet for
0: a while I was like, girl But, you know, let me not Let me not make Peyton upset So, so well, I mean He know He know the situation he in. He you know where we stand You know, he he get emotional when I be coming for him, so yeah.
1: um, Yeah, well, I mean If y'all know how, y- how the percussionists are managing Let us know
0: Yeah is. I'm, I have no idea how you are, you are doing that. I mean, if you're managing how I manage, then I'm sure that's not, none of your concern. Okay. You know, instruments. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> way. <sighs>
0: oh, I'm just saying, trying to be as transparent as possible because, baby, <laughs> I do the it's the bare minimum around here. <laughs> For this real. podcast, pay my bills with teaching. My couch is tired of me. I swear I heard her, her uh, sigh when I went. Okay, my <laughs> <I> sigh.
1: <laughs> Listen,
0: these
1: these lessons. You know, I'm not even going. All I'm gonna say is like before. I was like, well, you know, we we, we gonna see because I haven't got. I hadn't gotten like. All the way deep into doing online school yet a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know, we gonna see what happens. You know, unprecedented situation, all of that. Now I'm gonna need my money back. <laughs> 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 that's really what it's gonna have to be because I had studio class for the first time
0: the other day. Oh girl, you sent me that video. and I was like, I would have to put myself on mute. I'm gonna make me a sandwich because that was ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I was. I mean, I was on mute, and you could see in my face like my freaking. I was looking like. And I'm sure I'm sure nobody thought it was because of like the pressers playing because we couldn't hear them. But like, um, it was hard for me to um I, I first of all I didn't know it was this bad because in my lessons, like my teacher plays a bit in my lessons, but it's obviously mostly me playing. Um, mm. but we had a virtual studio class and especially when there's so many people on the calls, there's like twenty like twenty four people in my studio. Like, um, The microphone doesn't pick up the lower register of the bass. So, anything they Mm. play below, like, an open A string is, like, basically inaudible. So, you're hearing, like, so this person, well, this happened to multiple people, playing an excerpt, every time they went below the A string, just completely cut out. It was silence. You could see them playing. It was kind of like, I mean, you could see them roboting. Um, But it just especially on the especially if you had anything to do with the extension you could just could not hear it and so that, like our teacher had to have them play stuff over again we still couldn't hear it and it's like he can only say so much how he going to right. you know like what he going to comment on something
0: he didn't hear like you, um, he, they might need you might need mics but who's going to buy a freaking podcast mic for this and for, for for studio. Well, we phones. heard Amazon is sold out <laughs> right cuz i feel like at first i was like y'all really making all these podcasts and i realized like there's a couple people who go need who need like a mic so pe- you can hear certain stuff. The girls yeah. who are teaching dance classes online and junk. Yeah, but
1: I was just like, and like, of course that's not our professor's fault. That's not Ethan's fault. But guess whose fault it also is not mine. Very true. And you pay for what you you get what you pay for. And right now I'm getting significantly less than what I pay for. I mean you might as well did. make
0: y'all just make make videos and put it on a Google Classroom and make y'all comment on it that's
1: mm-hmm. true especially I mean, just this.
0: because like there are parts of
1: things that I'm paying for that I just don't get anymore like I don't mm-hmm. get orchestra I don't get the same quality studio class that I used to get and that's just simply a fact like that's not no like shade or like blaming them but it's like
0: yeah but I think I I think a lot of people I think a lot of people are just charging it to the game which, which is, like, they annoying. ought to do instead of charging it to me okay (laughs) because my one of my principals emailed me and it kind of made me angry because she was like i hope lessons are going well can you can you send me the names of the students who are not participating in lessons so they don't get charged for lessons and i'm like i mean i guess but one you don't care about how lessons are going and two because she's all because she was like people aren't paying tuition i'm like sis people are not gonna pay tuition you know what i'm saying the people had a lot of people are being good sports about it and are paying their private school tuition but a lot of, especially like the, the the little Catholic school, one of the Catholic schools I work for is Title one. You, a lot of people got laid off since. Like you should've known that. You're gonna have to talk to the little, I don't know how Catholic schools work, whoever's above you who, who owns your, I think it's a diocese, I don't know, really pay attention like that, I'm not Catholic. But whoever, who owns the school, you gotta talk to them. But a lot of stuff has to be charged to the game. So yeah, I feel like the least the least they could do is if the studio's not working out, find a different way to do it since you gotta pay for it anyway. Yeah.
1: And some people that are not only just in orchestra, because all of us are in, you know, orchestra of some type, but also other performance credit classes that are not happening because they just simply can't, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the broke orchestra, the the new music orchestra is like, what we finna do? (laughs) Nothing.
0: And I'm really curious to see, like, how this is going to play out in the fall. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly, and that's the thing about, that's the, that's the other thing about um college is if uh, like a lot of people can't pay the tuition if you don't pay your tuition you don't register for classes registration right. is next week
0: now to figure some stuff out because i bet you uh, some people are not gonna be able to make that tuition bill
1: it's a whole bunch of people who um don't get the classes they want because everybody who can't afford to to register for classes is out because imagine you were struggling before to pay your tuition before this right now your mom
0: tell you so it's a mess it's a mess on all fronts it's a freaking f- mess i mean i'm a no economist but somebody gonna have to tell let some stuff slide i mean i don't know how that works in in you know regular talk but it's like some stuff just gotta slide some i mean stuff gotta yeah slide. and if
1: we talking about who broke with me or y'all come on right i can guarantee you i'm broken in the eastman school of music so
0: and Cuomo talking about how the city the of New York is already in like 15 billion dollars of debt I'm like oh, already girl that's a mess yeah, you can't blame all that on
1: Rona that don't sound right
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know girl I started I started to pay attention to him since this thing because you know accurate information but right um that's my only news source
1: yeah and like, and girl mm. over in California they had all the, all these white folks was out in Huntington Beach talking about Gavin Newsom is a is a socialist and open up California blah blah wow. blah. I mean I'm confident I mean our our uh our state government um and this, just a city government of, of where I am is like very very um like progressive in the grand scheme of this country. Mm-hmm. So I like I'm not very worried um because I feel like people who want to just open up everything back in California is not a majority mm-hmm. um however they had there was a, apparently a large gathering in South Central which is full of black people um and the police they literally had 50 police officers going there wow 50 police officers and I'm like but y'all couldn't I'm like but but y'all were like well you know y'all sent the news over to cover the Huntington the people at Huntington Beach
0: So Dicky you saw the stuff in like I just don't understand I just don't understand. And also every day the press, the, the press asked Cuomo about like why numbers are significantly higher with people, with people of color contracting the virus. I'm like, y'all can't be for real asking this question. Like y'all really just live in, a, <laughs> y'all really just live in a bubble. But, um, I think in general, I read, I said, I read something today where it says like Americans, it's like two thirds of Americans, have fears of um opening too early and i'm like that is so good to hear also this state that i live in there's no plans to open early and the state that i will be going to um if Hmm. i have to go home if i have to go home right um they they just canceled school for the rest of the year in illinois so yeah and i mean it really don't even matter
1: what happened because like i like i said um y'all country might be opening by may 1st but however the country of delaney would not be opening till at least september i'm staying in my house
0: <laughs> like
1: i don't care what y'all open i don't care that the restaurants are open i don't care about none of that i'm not going anywhere until september and that's period
0: like, <laughs> girl it's a whole mess it's a whole and i gotta figure out you know what i don't even talk about this what we're What are we talking about <laughs> <we> oh <laughs> got to start about the summer and what I need to I don't know anyway girl <laughs> you got the news let me make my chest get tight it's not yeah. time for a medical emergency right maybe next week will be a rona free episode um <laughs> yeah you okay ain't no way ain't no way it's all there it is it's all people talking about people Man. are desperate people people with braces girl I've read a whole Anyway okay.
1: Um so there was an update On the National Symphony Orchestra Musicians Um who were Previously um Laid off Um but they reached an ag- a settlement Rather um uh, on the grievance that they filed with their union, um, as we talked about the last episode of the, I think it was the episode before the Kennedy Center, um, decided to furlough all musicians, um, but that wasn't permitted under their collective bargaining agreement. So, um, they had a settlement, um, and the musicians would not be furloughed. Um, but since there there is obviously this huge economic impact of COVID nineteen, um. They're going to be making some concessions, s- substantial concessions to the amount that they're getting paid. But their agreement was extended uh, through September twenty twenty four because, as we know, there's going to be a lot of you know things aren't like just gonna go back to normal. Um, I wish
0: y'all were really understand that. <coughs> um, Father help us.
1: But you know, it's great because they're gonna at least receive some financial stability rather than y'all just not coming to work and happy unemployment you know um but uh yeah so unfortunately this doesn't necessarily extend to the Kennedy Center uh staff um so it's starting with just the orchestra but the orchestra uh, musicians have uh, started by pledging at least $50,000 of their own money over the next 10 weeks to support the National Symphony Orchestra staff um that has not uh been included in that agreement so um it's not to see them sticking together over there um it's hard out here we're all you know especially those of us not getting a stimulus check but anyway um yeah so that's that um and then on the other side of things not on the other side, so the same side. Um okay. <laughs> the New Haven Symphony Orchestra has um created a plan um to support their musicians with a COVID nineteen relief fund. Um in this relief fund it basically just gives uh donors and ticket holders opportunity to donate tickets back to the orchestra. I know a lot a couple orchestras are doing are doing the same thing. Um but yeah, um they they've also set up a donation page, so I'll link the um the page just in case, you know, just in case y'all got it like that. Um also put me and Katie's Cash Apps in the in the I don't you know. You imagine? Even, I literally don't <laughs> even have a Cash App. Um but uh yeah, they've also started rolling out some um online Uh, content trying to connect you know to their community and and just put something out um and reach their audiences so that comes in the form of virtual q and a's um their live streaming performances um they also have a, a podcast called the listen up podcast um it's a series um that shows listeners how modern music is inspired by classics um yeah they actually have one um that's called from Lady Gaga to Bach to Axl Rose to Wu-Tang Clan so sounds interesting Um, they also uh, have some online lessons for for kids um, and which includes some tools for teachers and parents turned teachers um, who have to deal with their kids at home practicing. They don't really know what strings of violin even has. Oh um, <laughs> these parents and these instruments. some of right. broke a string this week. Um, <laughs> right, they're going to tie it around. Okay,
0: tie it around the neck. I told her, I'm like, baby, see if you can. She's literally older than me. I was like, just go down to the music shop and see if they'll fix it from your car. And they did. Thank God. Oh, that's
1: good. Um, and then they've also, um, put out some recorded music so that people have the opportunity to listen to their music on Spotify or YouTube. So, um, yeah, in addition to the donations and everything, they've also created a system where, like, each of the 25 board members reach out to three or four musicians just to thank them for their work, um, and just try to make a connection there. But, yeah, so... That's
0: that. Um, I mean, New Haven be doing. They they have they have a lot going down on down there. So not mm-hmm. like, surprise none of that surprises me.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, last but not least, always something to look forward to at the end of the news segment.
0: Um, God is coming finally.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> piece of good news to look forward to if the Rona is off our necks by November. Um, the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra is, um, presenting their principal bassoonist slash our, one of our former black excellence, uh, what do we call them? Honorary, honorary, I don't know how to say that word. Um, honorees, <laughs> I said, I said honorees, <laughs> <laughs> laugh at me, um, um, honorees um Andrew Brady um he's going to be making Harriet.
0: I love him.
1: Right. He's going to be making um his solo
0: debut
1: with um the orchestra on that concert. So the um he's going to be uh performing The Five Sacred Trees by John Williams. Also on this program is Dvorak 9 from The New World which is relevant to this episode and um Umoja, by Valerie Coleman, who is also one of our black excellence okay. honorees. I'm proud of you. Okay. i proud of you, Tink. You know what? No. <laughs> because what you're not going to do is call me Tink. Because let me think back. Because there have been plenty of times. No, I'm trying to think back of a time for you. Because there have been times for you as well.
0: But you know, that's in the past now. Right. I really hope I remember one the lord tells us to forget
1: the former things no well hold on
0: (laughs) he does anyway we ready because
1: you're not gonna tink me (laughs) proud of you tink no i remember you know what i'm now i'm gonna comb through all 77 of our previous episodes Uh, yeah and put together a compilation of katie's most embarrassing moments
0: (laughs) if you got time for that that will be available (laughs) for
1: download
0: (laughs) as a bonus episode oh you troll me at the end of you every episode, literally. Oh yeah, when you like a stupid podcast that,
1: yeah. At least you know what? At least this is another word. You can't even say the name of the show.
0: Okay, i, was, I This is Dang. all too far. Why are you? <laughs> not a neck roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even all of that. We can relax. All right, I well. can't be proud.
1: Okay, anyway, let's go to your intermission. Wow
0: Okay Today's intermission is inspired by um, A trend I've been seeing On TikTok also relevant to Today's program Um, So I have um, some questions I'm going to ask you you put ten fingers up Which you can't do you can do like one Hand and then one Oprah Um, But you (laughs) You put ten fingers up And then if you have done one of these things, mm-hmm. you put a finger down. Um, I have fifteen. Okay, so so. <laughs> so just in case, just in case, like you don't run out because like you, when it comes to certain things, of classical I music way more. Hiding another than finger upon my elbow. <laughs> okay. Um, if you are listening, oh duh, you're listening because it's a podcast. You can play along. <laughs> with us put 10 fingers up and here we go
1: i did this one for um the black mom one and i had one finger left like things that your black mom says to you
0: i had a couple fingers left i had a couple yeah but your her mom definitely- is nice Not- <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 like your mom like the way you describe her like like she like she let yeah. you be yeah she, you know he's,
0: he's, a, he's a gem we i mean we we butt heads a lot we're also completely opposite um, <laughs> but there's some stuff in the black moms when I felt on a spiritual level like my mom when I was, when I was in middle school my mom used to tell me I smell like outside all the time <laughs> like I felt that she'd be like you smell like outside <laughs> she was well, she's, I'm not even gonna put my business out like that but um, they, or like I brought you into this world and I'll take you out I'm like that's illegal but right. okay <laughs> <laughs> go off right Um, but here we go okay Put a finger down if you've ever been late to a lesson. No. Put a finger down if your teacher has said this is off to a great start. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes it really do be a start.
0: It's name is mainly in shade. Like I don't I don't think I've ever heard that there was not some lingering degree of shade. Put a finger down if your string broke slash other instrument malfunction happened during a performance. Nope. Put a finger down if you cried in a lesson. No. Put a finger down if you forgot your music at home. Put a finger down if you forgot your instrument at home. (laughs) Put a finger down if you've been caught on an orchestra. Put a finger down if you sight read prepared excerpts in an audition. Put a finger down if you skipped studio class. Put a finger down if you rolled your eyes at a studio mate's comment.
1: <laughs> right, come on, who you talking to? <laughs>
0: Put a finger down if you've hoped for the best for a jury. Girl. <laughs> Put a finger down if you've hoped for the best in X class. Put a finger down if you consider giving up the instrument at least once a week. Girl. I'm out of fingers. Out of all <laughs> um, ten? For- <laughs> I'll finish though Put it <laughs> All 10 <laughs> We should have been saying something I thought it, I was gonna say it for the end That's why I kept going Oh down. okay Put a finger down If you got teary eyed At the sheer beauty Of a performance You were a part of Put a finger down If you chew gum During orchestra rehearsal Dang Delaney I I, I knew you would Have more fingers than me
1: <laughs> You know i okay. rules That's why
0: <laughs> And I don't Okay, I don't not like rules, but I find once I can figure like out rules. how to bend a rule, I'll do it.
1: Oh, see, that's I don't like. That. I'm, like I'm like I'm like one of the other. Like I I don't follow rules blindly. So like if a rule is stupid, but like I don't like bending rules.
0: Yeah, that's one of one, What's one of my character flaws? If I can figure out how to bend a little, like if I know I can get somewhere late and you're not gonna say nothing, I'm just finna get there at nine o five. If I have to be there at nine, and I know I could give me a nine o five, a nine fifteen, I'm going to drive us at nine. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's just one of the things I don't know if I'm working on that But you know it's one of my character vlogs Okay.
1: Oh, I mean where are you going Get to your couch late
0: <laughs> Right right I mean I don't even I be on time to everything mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah that's true People be late to meetings and stuff I'll um,
0: <coughs> I, 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 I be like One day Samaj texted me I shouldn't have said her name Whatever She texted me at um Like 307 Miss Brown do we settle I'm like yeah girl I'm coming <laughs> She's so cute She's so cute. She don't listen though, but whatever. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll read them back to you since you don't have them. Um, oh, that's it. That was. That was it. How many fingers? Okay. Oh yeah. How many fingers did you have
1: left? I have four fingers left.
0: Okay, I should have sent these to you. Do you I have both, negative I want, fingers? I definitely have negative fingers. <laughs> okay, let's go back. Let's go back through these. I said if you put a finger down, if you were late to a lesson. No. Yes. One time mr taylor was waiting for me it was how you, that's how you know i was actually <laughs> sorry you on my face <laughs> if you know i'm not gonna put him out there but if you know you know if, if he was waiting mr. for taylor. <laughs> i don't know what i forgot what happened that morning but i was going through it yeah girl that was only one so I'm, I'm i'm not late to lessons i'm normally waiting for the teacher um if your teacher said this is off to a great start, that's happened to me. Yes. If you ever broke a string, no, thank no. God. If you ever cried in a lesson, oh wait, wait,
1: you said broke a string or other malfunction. Oh, that wasn't during a performance. And, and also,
0: I, you know, the, I, the girls get mad if I don't if I say broke a string. You know, get another classically string pro- podcast, right?
1: Because you know. one time I was in a rehearsal and I, <laughs> but I wasn't like playing. It was rehearsing like choreography. For the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and then half of my bow hair split completely in half. More than half, a majority wow. of them split completely in half. It was a prop instrument, but, but prop yes. instruments are real instruments. They're just like bad instruments.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah I've never had anything. But I
1: didn't put it. a finger down for that because it wasn't a performance and I wasn't yeah. really playing.
0: Like have you broken a string while you were playing and I had yeah. to go backstage and change the string? That's never happened to me put a finger down if you forgot your music at home yes no. exactly. um put a finger down if you left your instrument at home it's not that bad girl but no I've almost done had. that I've almost I've almost done it and I'll be like why well, I feel so light
1: yeah girl I was really but and I was about to drive far so I was about to drive to freaking Malibu from Inglewood, um and especially like in traffic that's like well over two hours I would have been so mad I also wouldn't have made it
0: yeah yikes um put a finger down if you've been caught on an orchestra yes I have that was I've early been, Katie days. go ahead
1: I don't know sorry I just didn't know if that I didn't put a finger down for that but like we used to do that in high school but it wasn't like I got caught you know what I mean it was like oh, no. everybody got so no, I
0: really I, I got caught off for chewing gum for oh. being clueless Yeah, okay. early Katie yeah he was like you're just sitting there clueless Oh, good times I love him now. Um, okay, Stockholm. I'm just kidding. Um, put a finger down if you side read a prepared excerpt. Yes.
1: Not on an, an audition.
0: I, no. On an audition because I saw the excerpt it said like Mozart 40. I was like, I don't know exactly what part they're gonna ask for. Yeah, okay. I get because I hate when they just give you a whole movement. Like sis, just tell me. <laughs> Which measure? It's just annoying to learn an entire movement. So I was like, "Oh, I know Mozart forty. It's gonna be that little bup 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 Period. It wasn't that. It wasn't. It wasn't that at all. And I was looking dumb. I was looking very dumb because it don't It could be Mary had a little lamb. If I didn't practice it, as a dub. Um, if you skip studio class, yes, yes, you said yes. Mhm.
1: I think I skipped studio class once. Not just because I oh I don't want to go, but like. Mm-hmm. yeah I think I had cramps or something I was like yeah it's a dub
0: I skipped studio class one because I didn't want to go <laughs> and the second time I can't say why but I was doing something and I couldn't leave yeah. I'm not going to say anything else um, number 10 if you rolled your eyes at a studio mate's comments absolutely So that should have been what a rest of my
1: fingers right there
0: <laughs> whether it was directed at me or someone else yeah cause, if it's cause some
1: of y'all dumb. don't know how to talk to people that's why
0: yeah and also some of y'all just be talking just be saying dumb stuff I remember I said that one time this, the girl's recital was like the next day he offered some a, elaborate thing I'm like you sound dumb shut up like I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, know you should,
1: you should uh, experiment with, with, with score the tour or something yeah, like that yeah that's what
0: it was I'm like you so, just shut up if you don't have nothing to say just be like yeah it was really nice like <laughs> stuff like that oh studio class okay um if you ever hope for the best in a jury absolutely walton second movement um if you ever hope for the best in excerpt class i don't have excerpt class girl she should have known it was gonna be a dub with you gave me Mendelssohn last week for the first time (laughs) um considered giving up the instrument consider giving up the instrument at least once a week yep every week <laughs> at least at least once <laughs> um got teary out of the sheer beauty of the performance you were part of mm-hmm. absolutely gate my first gateways that was incredible um and then chew gum during orchestra rehearsal you Yes. Know. <laughs> all right um i'm curious maybe we could like we'll talk offline because i feel like this will be cute but people don't want to do it i don't know we'll figure out <laughs> all right I want to figure out like I want to see what y'all been doing I want to see how bad y'all have been because you know
1: right how I many fingers y'all got left
0: because I have negative I think I got all of these except for two <laughs> so <laughs> wow <laughs> did this Cuz I, I, ain't, I ain't no punk I ain't crying in class so right not saying you're a punk I'm just saying like <laughs> I'm a real G, real G's don't cry Right. in front of people, in front of people. Right. I will, I will, I will barely be about to. I'll be packing up like, I'll be on my way to my practice room. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dumb, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> but I be, I'm I'll be dentist, you, man. before you see me, share the see in the class? No.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. not good. I'm telling you. My voice might crack and that's about as much as it's finna to do. Right. Oh, all right. We ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Okay, so today, oh, that reminded me. I, I'll give you one. Remember, we were making that video for that organization that we were applying to, and that the first um, one of the many takes we did. I was like, today, and we it was at the it was at the end of the video.
1: <laughs> no, it was at the very beginning.
0: It was. Yeah,
1: it was at the very beginning.
0: It was. Oh. No, I but there was
1: one at, the the at the very end. I think I messed up at the end one girl
0: i don't know what was wrong with us that day because we were acting like we've never made so, content before. You,
1: that i watched that about six seven times <laughs> i know you did on um, at the first time then many times after that as well okay
0: <laughs> like i just don't understand why that day was such a struggle maybe because it was the stress of it all because i we were literally not supposed to be doing that at the time well maybe you could have but I'm not gonna put say too much just in case. I'm I also saying, was not but. supposed. To, I
1: was certainly ignoring <laughs>
0: messages. Oh, I thought you were on break. I can't remember. No, I can't remember. I was the never. Details. I didn't have
1: breaks. <laughs> Come on, that requires oh. structure in the schedule.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Girl, what? I don't remember why we thought we could just do that. And also, we, we just took over that hall like we like. That was a day. I'm just getting angry thinking about it. Also, never mind. But um, today. We are talking about um basically you can out the lane but basically we're talking about like how blackness and black music is used and how black people don't really get the same recognition for using black music in classical music mm-hmm. but if a white composer does it it's high art it's like you know well accepted it's well incorporated into the canon and stuff like that
1: mm-hmm. We're just talking about basically how um, the culture vultures have flown over to our neck of the woods.
0: Yes, basically. (laughs) So (laughs) that's literally what it is. So we're going to ease you in by talking about um, a really recent um, example of this in popular culture. And then we're going to switch over and talk about Dvorak and his um, relationship with Harry T. Burley and how Dvorak was um, incorporating a lot of black and brown elements whole songs even into his music and how he even though Dvorak had a lot of um black students and whatever he had a really close relationship with Harry T Burley somehow Burley's not as big of a a household name as Dvorak is so we kind of get into that so if you or anywhere online a couple of months ago you saw this whole thing going around like the renegade like everyone's doing this with renegade if you if you teach i'm tired of seeing my kids doing this renegade 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 like whatever to the point that like the maybe the first second week i was in I, uh quarantine i was like i'm gonna learn this dance right so it's going around it's all over tiktok tiktok is a tiktok is an app that like you post like 15 to 60 minute videos Of anything It could be anything Like um, There's a, a fabulous like vegan uh, Influencer that's going viral now She posts uh She posts uh, Recipe videos People do dances Mainly a lot of dances People do challenges People do all types of vlogs Like um This girl that was living in Wuhan Like she was doing like a Update every day About her being in isolation Like you can literally post anything on TikTok 15 to 60 minute videos That's what it is um, so one of, renegade was one of the challenges that was going around. So renegade is a song. No, it's called lottery by an Atlanta rapper named, uh, K camp. And there's a part of it that's just called renegade, renegade. I don't ever listen to the whole song. So this, um, this girl named, uh, Jalea. See, make sure I say your name Rices. Jalea. I'm pretty sure it's Jalea Harmon. She created the renegade dance like she heard the song by uh k camp she was like you know we lit if i'm a dancer today she went home after school she made it it took her five minutes and this is why i'm so happy i've been the lean with the rock generation the soldier boy generation because this dance it took me a couple of days to learn it and with with the tutorial you know what i'm saying like it's very very challenging she made it in five minutes then she posted on this app called funimate which uh i was i was reading a new York times article about her actually I'll get there, and why well, she was in New York Times, and there's like a lot of Black dancer influencer people that will be using these smaller apps like Dub Smash, Funame, stuff like that, and they're pretty popular there. And basically, one article said that like TikTok is like the suburban version of these apps. You know, you could take with that what you want to take from that. Um, so she posted this dance, whatever. She did it with her friend, got 13,000 views. She was like, okay, cool. She didn't, and she said, you know, I make these videos every day, so I don't really think much of it. I was like, I'm like, you do, you make these dance videos every day, girl? Like, you just, like, that level? And, like, she's a dancer. Like, she takes ballet and hip-hop and whatever, stuff like that. So she does it every day. So she didn't take make much note of it until the dance started to go viral. Everyone was doing a dance. Everyone was um, circling around But no one gave her credit for doing it. Where it got bad was this girl named Charlie D'Amelio. She took it to TikTok. And she like, she posted a video of her doing it. Mind you, it looks nothing like the original. I mean, it looks, it's similar to the original. But it's not the same thing. And she was dubbed the CEO of this dance. So she popularized it. And she was dubbed the CEO. Like everybody was like, oh this cool dance like charlie did it Mm. whole time no mention of of Jalea and all the work she did and i want to pull over and say you know we do challenges all the time like the don't rush challenge is an example we didn't tag the original um influencers who made the don't rush challenge however the problem i have with this little girl is that people are saying you are the CEO of this dance and she's going around acting like she really <laughs> made. And that's the problem I have. Like she was on Jimmy Fallon. She was on, um, she was at some event. I can't remember which one it was. She was with doing videos with James Charles, a huge, uh, YouTube makeup artist, just all around teaching celebrities. I saw her with uh Twitch and his, and his wife and kids doing the freaking renegade and all this stuff. And I'm just like, Okay, so in Jalea, she tried to get credit. She was like, yo, hello, I'm the one who made this. Mm-hmm. She, like, posted a video on TikTok, like, I'm the one who made this thing. And people were, like, making fun of her. Like, girl, yeah, okay. And all this stuff and, like, talking down to her. And, like, I don't know exactly what happened, but someone finally listened to her and finally gave her credit. And was like, I, this is my... This is like this is her dance, and when she did like she took off like Mama was at the All Star Game doing the Renegade. She was on Ellen. New York Times did a piece on her that I'll link because this is really interesting. And she was on Teen Vogue recently, like her Teen Vogue whatever just came out like last week. And I was like, yo, like imagine being I couldn't imagine being that age and seeing someone like Jalea in Teen Vogue for doing something like that, and this whole story really resonated with me even before we got the idea for this particular episode, just because it's like, as a person who one of my biggest pet peeves is not getting credit for something. And I want to be, I want to clarify that it's not that I need to be the center of attention. And it's like, Oh, look what Katie did. Katie did this. That's not what I'm saying. Because if you really know me, like if you were really in my inner circle, you know that I really hate being the center of attention. Um, However, However, I just think it's really messed up when people do stuff and you don't credit them in a way you don't credit them when it looks like you're the one who came up with it. And that's kind of like one of my one of my pet peeves like I've had that happens to me. It happened to me two weeks ago. I just really it really grinds my gears. And as a person who like has a fair amount of ideas even though they're not always all good i have a fair amount of ideas it just it happens to me quite often and i don't normally i would normally wouldn't speak up about it but it's i just sit there and still i'm like this is freaking messed up so um and this is a classic example of course it sh- this girl is really sweet she met up with the girl charlie and somebody else who was you know perpetrating her dance and she did a video with them doing If you look at the- if you look at this video you know good and well them girls did not make up that. I ain't going to say too much. But you could just, the way the way that she moves and the way them two white girls move is just incomparable. I'm sorry. And the girl, Charlie, like I'm not going to come for her. She's a child. You know what I'm saying? But her parents were also supporting her doing all this stuff. Like she the girl got famous. She got 49 million followers on TikTok. Like it's ridiculous. And I really, I'm happy that she got, um... I'm happy that she got her shine and I'm happy that someone cared enough about her story, but there are, there are thousands and thousands of black people who have these original ideas, who have all this stuff who will never go noticed. And we, that's in every facet of our culture. And I'm not going to say too much about my opinion on that, but I'm just going, what I will say is that black people do push the culture and we might not, we, we don't make up all the culture, but a lot of y'all favorite things, came from black people like a lot of it like y'all wouldn't have y'all lits y'all wouldn't have y'all turn up a lot of the phrases that y'all love to use it's just a reality of it and you know i just hate to see when we don't get credit for stuff and the same thing happens in classical music because we when we look at Dvorak and Burley it's like who taught Dvorak all all of those negro spirituals Okay, he didn't just come up and hear it. He didn't hear it on Spotify. I was like, let me go ahead and use that. Problem? Problem? Okay, didn't think so. But um, yeah, that's about what you what you think about this. Have you did you hear about this going on? Like, what what do you make of? I know you be on Twitter. A lot of this was on Twitter anyway.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I heard the. You know, like the the skeletal version of it like just mm-hmm. like the you know uh she came up with the dance someone else got famous off of it and then the next thing I knew I saw her on like clips of her on Ellen mm-hmm. that that's pretty much all I knew of it um obviously that don't surprise me because every other week I mean we could have found we could have found something today that happened
0: you know yeah so I mean the boxer braids everything it's ghetto until it's ghetto until why people do it Right, it's too ethnic and so yeah. I just saw it?
1: that picture of Swina Gomez where her edges swooped. Um, when it was
0: connected to her eyebrow,
1: yeah, where it was like down and then like she had them FK twigs edges.
0: It looked like it looked like a doily. Yeah,
1: with the braids oh. too.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know, she had pop smoke braids. Was that her? Or was that Kim Kardashian?
1: I think I saw something that it said something about yeah i think i saw this influencer was like kim kardashian braids something then i saw something about pop smoke so and then they were like how you how you recreating a look that she stole from you
0: i'm like (laughs) and kim kardashian she she a good one for that because mind you the boxer braids thing that was her too Box braids mean the same thing. My mom would blow dry my hair out. She didn't feel like combing my hair that night, so she would put two braids down my down my back. Like, come on, okay. Anyway, yeah. Tell the Um, people about Dvorak.
1: Um, yeah. So I guess I'm gonna just do a brief overview of Dvorak's life before he came to America because he didn't come to America for a while. I think he was probably like he was like low-key I think in his like 50s or something when he when he finally came over here, but um. Yeah, so as y'all probably know, Dvořák is a Czech composer, but he did come from a bohemian family. Um, And when he was 13, he went to live with his uncle so that he could learn uh, German. Um, And the reason why he needed to learn, and he needed to go off and, and, and learn another language is because he was um check but from a bohemian family so where he was he was already it's not the same thing but he was linguistically and culturally um an outsider um and a lot of people think that that's probably what drew him to the music of black people when he came to america because he's kind of was um Sort of had some sort of relationship with living on the the margins of society and like, cause we know, I don't put it, we can't put it past people to discriminate against their own just because you white don't mean they gonna discriminate against you, you know, mm-hmm. um, because y'all was good to discriminate against Italians and Irish immigrants and like, you? you know, so, um, although it's nowhere near the same thing that Black people were going through in America, um, he didn't have that experience so he started off as a violinist as we know um and he built his career up in in europe um before coming to america in i believe 1890 um so he came to america uh to be the the head of the national conservatory which by the way is one of the first conservatories to um accept uh black people and also women i think um, but while he was there, he developed a relationship with someone who we, uh, know and love, Harry T. Burley. Uh, so, Burley was a student at the conservatory, um, he was encouraged to apply for the conservatory by a friend of his family who worked there, um, who was white, and she, um, you know, kind of finesse try to get him in there, um, in terms of, like, them allowing black people, because, you know, he got in there on his own merit, but, um... Mm-hmm. while he was a student there as um, a singer and a bass player gang gang um, he would he had a job like as a janitor um, and he would be singing these Negro spirituals and so Dvorak um, would hear him uh, singing these spirituals and would be like hey could you like come and and sing some of these for me Um, and that's really where he got his introduction to um to Negro spirituals. You got it from uh from Burley and I feel like a lot of people a lot of people don't even know that these spirituals influence his music because it's not as overt like as say jazz's influence on Gershwin. Like you can hear that because you know there's a very distinct genre of music. But how many people in America grand scheme can can identify what is a Negro spiritual and what is not? Um so you know, you can't necessarily, um, hear one of Dvorak's compositions to be like, oh yeah, 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 that's go down Moses right there, you know, mm-hmm. um, but after, after meeting Burley and after, um, after being influenced by these spirituals, one of Dvorak's most famous quotes, um, actually came from, um, his introduction to the spirituals, I'm just going to read it, is from a an interview that he did with the New York Herald um, in 1893. Um, but it says, in the Negro Melodies of America, I discover all that is needed for a great and noble school of music. They are pathetic, tender, passionate, uh, melancholy, solemn, religious, bold, merry, gay, or what you will. It is music that suits itself to any mood or purpose. There is nothing in the whole range of composition that cannot be supplied with themes from this source. The American musician understands these tunes and they move sentiment in him. So Dvorak was um, public with his support mm-hmm. of um, of Negro spirituals and black music. Um, and he was also... Uh, very public with his support of his black students he did encourage a lot of them to pursue um careers in composition but somehow I mean even Dvorak throwing his his weight behind um black music was not enough for the world of classical music to um to accept it. Um a lot of people I, I looked up some of the reception to "Divorce Jacques Nine, which is the the main um piece that you can hear um the spirituals in. Yeah, like you can hear a bit of swing low, sweet chariot, some steal away and some go down Moses in that piece. Um and I looked up some of the reactions and some people were just like completely denying that he used any of this, and then some were like, "Well, I mean, he might could have used a little bit, but I mean, it barely even contributed, you know." So I mean,
0: people, people hear what they want to hear because remember, uh, Leonard Bernstein got up there and was talking about how um, these orchestras need to reflect the country that it, country that, it, country that it, it's in. That was years ago. That was like thirty, forty years ago, and y'all and y'all get into the 2010s, and like, you know, what we might could do? We might give me a little fellowship so we can? Bridge the Nah, y'all hear what y'all want to hear when y'all want to hear it, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. Like he could, he could have, he could have said Burley wrote the whole thing, and they would have been like, well, I mean, come he come couldn't how have how done it without you. Really how much he really write? Right. What do you mean by wrote? Nah. Right. What y'all want to hear?
1: <laughs> I define the whole thing. Like <laughs> yeah,
0: whole. You mean like half?
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, but um I'm actually gonna link a video on um for this episode that it actually is really, really cool because it fragments recordings of each like work, like it'll fragment a recording of um of one of the spirituals and then it'll automatically go into a portion of the symphony that was inspired by that. And some of them literally like it like will finish the melody like so it's really helpful to see um how he used them as an influence when you watch that video so i would definitely watch that because it's it's amazing um and that's by the chicago symphony orchestra but yeah so he had other um students besides burley um like will marion cook who also did not have a um did not have a successful career initially in classical music um and I mean he was on some occasions just straight up told, like, ain't nobody gonna come see this because you wrote it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but even I mean, since that happened today. So Right, so um <laughs> even though Dvorak was publicly supportive of this, like and that doesn't mean like he he, you know, Dvorak, our Lord and Savior, like we're not trying to say all of that. And won't. Right. And whatever. But um <laughs> at the same time it just goes to show how deeply ingrained this was in classical music for somebody who you who was just renowned all over the world. I mean Dvorak 9 was an immediate success um and and commissioned by the New York Philharmonic like it was a big freaking deal and for him to be like, yeah, I got I got some inspiration from from negro spirituals and for people to still be like, nah, that ain't it. Um But they still, uh, they still, you know, uh, give his, his symphony all this acclaim, um, because it's him, um, just goes to show that, like, like you said, people hear what they want to hear because when it came to, to Burley, I mean, who we all know over here on the classic black side of things was really the person to, to really revive the Negro spiritual. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't have that same reputation. I mean, you hear about Dvorak in music history. I Learn about uh Burley on my own time,
0: right? Um, people don't care nothing about no Negro spiritual. Y'all act like y'all do, mm -hmm. y'all really don't, and that's what it is. People, People put stuff in curriculum that they care about, and people program stuff that they care about.
1: Um, yeah, so that's really what uh. What they were dealing with back then, um, and and it just goes to show that like, it really don't, it it really don't matter like, how much um how much truth there is to something. It's like if people don't want to accept it, right? It's not gonna be accepted. And it's like y'all can say what you want about Dvorak. Like, he was innovative. He was this this, that. He was an amazing composer. But I just feel like there's no way. That because this is not the this is divorce act is not the only one, you know mm-hmm. I mean we'll get to that we we're not gonna get that to that today, but there were several other composers, white composers that used black music in their classical compositions, but when a black person did it, it was either not recognized or written off as that's not classical music right um
0: yeah, I mean what you think about all this? Girl, I mean I I I think back to playing The Nine in um high school. And I remember the little three little minutes that um Mr. A went over the backstory behind it and how um you know, The Voyage was influenced by um, Negro spirituals and Native American stuff, and that was it. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't go no deeper than that. And it's like um, people you know, don't so really even get all of that. People don't really care about where people get their stuff from, as long as you. I mean, you see that through through any culture vulture. And I mean, to go as far as to say it's divorce like a culture vulture, maybe that's a little bit too extreme because I feel like he got some other people there's other people in classical music who straight up are um but the idea is the same.
1: Yeah, and I feel like the blame here really goes on um the majority of people in classical music at the time because Dvorak certainly pushed the envelope in terms of um at least he was trying to provide support for for black composers when there literally was none. Mm-hmm. Um so but I feel like a lot of the blame as to why like these composers were not given the recognition that they deserved goes on to the classical music just the classical music community and like and that is still a freaking situation of people not wanting to accept um things that are a little bit you know different and um and not and just wanting to write it off as like it's not it's not classical music or it's not relevant to what we're doing or it's not good enough, especially when it comes to black people, especially when it especially. comes and to black people. To clarify,
0: that's not we don't mean your your concerto for musical chairs. Like That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like certain when certain genres or certain people are doing the writing of classical music. All of a sudden it's not classical music or yeah. it's not high art. Or whatever,
1: because we sure did run into that ourselves, didn't we, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Those of y'all who saw our "Don't Rush" challenge,
0: shout out to the people who did it. It Was so fun, yeah. It was y'all were so good too. I was like, period. My friends are fine.
1: Um, yeah, but we run into that with people on Twitter said <laughs> "I just, you know, like, like people feel like, like, especially it, it just seems like." It, it really, it happens with other cultures as well. But of course, we're, we're, we're like more aware of it when it happens to, to black things, especially because a lot of things that black people have made are for some reason seen as the antithesis to high culture.
0: Exactly. Also I, like, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say a lot of them, like, even though other cultures may incorporate their stuff and call it classical music and they're like, and and people may be up in arms about that as well. Like, they just see it as different they don't see it as um they're not going to be like oh well, that's trash and that's x y and z but when it comes to things that are made by black people like you know like soul music or, or or rap music not only is it not not only can it not exist in the same area as classical music or in the same realm but it's also low culture and in worse than and trash right. and can't be you know mm-hmm. like they always got to tack that on there too
0: we we're not going to act like y'all love to give Bartok a whole lot. We're doing the same thing. I mean, let it look a little different now, of course. Another thing, I, another problem I have is like, I hate people who cannot really wrap their minds around two things being right at the same time. Oh my God. Like, bro. I just don't understand. I just, don't, I just, I, I'm lost for words. Cause it's just like, it's like, um, one person was like, uh, y'all did the Don't Rush challenge, but why? Why couldn't y'all use classical music? First of all, that's dumb because it's literally called the Don't Rush challenge. It's not called Hide and Symphony Number no. Three Challenge. <laughs> like, there's a reason why we use that song for one and for two. You can like, I mean, maybe y'all know the entire scope of Beethoven's discography or whatever you want to call it, his his repertoire. Good for you, girl. But like, some of us don't only listen to classical music, and also like, you should try it. Like you could like what you like but there's other stuff like just because we were listening to our rap song doesn't mean that we can't like i mean just because we're classical music doesn't mean we can't like rap music like
1: yeah and garrett had and garrett tweeted that he was like like hip-hop does not exist like it doesn't have to exist at the expense of classical music like they can both be they can both happen like i don't know and it's crazy that you have to say that because there was right. one person that was like this just go this just happens when you're trying to like this this is just like when when black people don't want to fully embrace being classical musicians so they add hip-hop to to show that they're still down for black people i'm like no we add hip-hop one because it's the challenge and two because we also like it it's and that is implying that in order to fully embrace being classical musician you have to only listen to classical music you know how stupid that
0: is that sounds so Dumb, y'all are so dumb. I call like I saw Garrett tweet that and I tweeted him back. I'm like wow, we're starting at the at the bare minimum. Like we back to basics this morning. Yeah. He was like, child, all the way. I was like, I couldn't believe I was like also I don't really know classical musicians who only Okay, I ain't finna say that. I do know classical musicians who only listen to classical music, but I ain't calling else after that. <laughs> it's, it's weird to me that you only like one type of music. And it's like, Especially- yeah.
1: And it's crazy because you think that the reason why we included that is because we feel the need to be, to be down and it was amazing how many people thought that because the other guy the first person to say something negative to us about that challenge was like um when you claim to advocate for classical music but you add um but you add pop music in the background presumably because classical music isn't cool enough I said yes you that is presumably so because you assume that right you got that out of nowhere because nobody said that and nobody thinks no that one said
0: that and that's also not that's not even implied in the video like what? I'm so lost like
1: presumably because yeah okay you' like that's ridiculous to me that's just ridiculous Girl. like we weren't like oh my god nobody gonna watch this everybody's gonna pop classical music. I'm like we advocate for classical music every every single week on this podcast and then some because exactly you, every chance I get to make my own curriculum at school, it's gonna be black. I don't care, I don't care what the project is, I don't care what the rubric says, I it's going to be black. If I get to right. choose the subject matter of my final paper, of my final project, it's going to be black. And that's period. And then you are going, you literally had a whole freaking lecture recital on Adolphus Hell's and his music. Oh,
0: like When dude was like, <laughs> Why don't you choose yo? He was like, "Why don't you choose composer like Florence Price or
1: Coleridge um, Taylor?"
0: Coleridge Taylor. And I was like, "Let me." I rolled my sleeves up. I said, "Sir, (laughs) not roll (laughs) my sleeves." We all need to be schooled on black composers. That's the first thing. Secondly, why don't you we in the house? Why don't you research some other people to reference instead of throwing around. And I'm that's not to negate Florence Price or to negate Cory Taylor, especially coming from me. That's not what I'm saying. But you trying to you trying to make a little Twitter point. Why don't you go you could I would have been more impressed with like Margaret Bonds and Burley. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all found out about this about Florence Price on BBC and now you trying to school me I'm like you you don't even know who I am
1: exactly the fact that you responded to a tweet with me you and Garrett talking about talking about uh, (laughs) recognized black composers I said oh you just don't know who you're talking to that's that's what this boils down to you don't know who we are you don't even know because because one first of all that a lot of them were in London and first of all the only reason why y'all over in London probably even knows because Garrett called out London Symphony Orchestra and then the next day they posted Florence Price so what's that she probably thanks to him that you even know right, who she you is even know
0: that name right <laughs> and second of all
1: we got this whole classical music podcast called classically black and this is our 78th episode so if we had anything to prove to you we have already proven it 78 times over so <laughs> like
0: i was so lost i was like i'm sorry did i dream that i did a whole lecture recital on a dolphin's Hell story did i dream that up <laughs> i was like i was beside myself but I, and i was like and that's why i, I was like you know what I texted Delaney. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go back over to Instagram because I can't
1: yeah. handle
0: this. Because I, I tweeted back. I'm like, you know what? Let me go take my double master from the Eastman School of Music and go have a seat. Right. Because I'm like, <laughs> you, know how many, you know
1: how many higher education degrees in classical music are in that video alone? You you sound ridiculous. And, and this just... It just goes to show, like, and then the other person, there, there are several, there was a couple things. There was far more good, you know, far more good comments than bad, let's hate, just say yeah. that. But there was another person, like, well, can y'all play Paganini? There's a bunch of people in that video who indeed can play Paganini. A whole bunch. And that just goes to show, like, the minute y'all see, it, 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 it's actually reminded me of something Garrett said that was like, yes, it was like, he said that basically you are negating an experience of classical music that does not match yours. And that's exactly what we see, like just to bring it back around to to the subject matter of this episode is like they see black people having um, a certain uh, a certain experience in classical music and connecting their their personal background to classical music, and it's a problem because that's not how you see classical music and that's not how right. you experience classical music. That doesn't mean that it's not within the the umbrella of classical music. And that's why I feel like it's important the stuff that we do and it's important the stuff that Triloquy does, especially because they're focusing on the fringes of classical music, things that happen within the classical music world that are not um, at the forefront. Because right. a lot of people feel like just because that's not what you see and that's not what you experience, it doesn't exist. And that's just that's just a lie and it's also very ignorant.
0: It was just like, and especially with the, the nature of the, the video it was like, like, I think I captioned it. Like, do you know this is what classical music looks like? You should have been like, oh, snap. Well, there's a whole bunch of people in here with classical instruments. Like, we wasn't... I was just like, I was confused. Mm-hmm. I was just really confused how that went over your head. Right. But, you know. Whatever.
1: Right. And some girl was mad because I had my, my cleavage out, had my titties out. I was like, girl, jealousy's
0: disease, sis. Get well soon. Also, who's that pianist that little... Never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where we were. <laughs> but she literally... Be bearing it on. I'll be like Periuses. Right.
1: So uh, use your not Periuses. My
0: girl. Find something for do. I just <laughs> I was <laughs> it was hilarious. But um I think I don't know. I people need to see that kind of stuff. You know, people need to see that our 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 experience of classical music is so lost. And even though we be like trying our best, like it's gonna take a lot more to get to get our to change the face of classical music. I mean yeah. we're doing a good job, I think but people just don't people just don't know we out here but our time (laughs) oh jonathan petty jonathan uh that dude was like um that dude was like oh don't i'm not trying to start nothing like you are. yeah because when we came back
1: he was talking about y'all so rude oh my god i'm like y'all were literally tearing us down
0: right and now it's rude I mean, that's how you'd hop out my mentions. I'm like, yes, because you that's really That's not should. even rude. Like it's, <laughs> not even, it's not even rude. I was said to one dude, I was like, I would implore you to no, what's the word? I would admonish you <laughs> to go do some research. Um, but uh he was like, Your time will come. Jonathan was like, our time has come. Yeah, Thank period. you. <laughs> I was oh like, <laughs> period.
1: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yeah, and I just really I mean, but you know what? I told you like when I saw that I had to laugh and I really had to admire them because y'all really the best to ever do it when it comes to flipping the script on people and not taking any accountability for your actions like that was just it was just amazing how immediate it was that you flipped the script oh my gosh how rude
0: how rude right when
1: somebody literally and I'm I'm gonna have to you know I generally don't I try not to cuss on the show but somebody literally was like what the fuck is this shit Literally said that too. Oh, I forgot to, I was trying to c- yeah. for her. Yeah, and then that was the same person that 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 she liked the thing that was like, "Oh, this was how rude of you to to, to tell me to research." Like to research. I was like, I wow, have way more. Every you, time you I, forgot what what you said about. I feel like it's crazy. Right. Like you will be so rude, and then they will really try to flip the script on you and try to make it seem like you were the one that's tripping. No, Mm-mm. no, sir not i got the wrong one for that i will not be gaslighted on twitter of all places this is why i shut that i shut it down because i was like you're not gonna get any more energy out of me
0: girl and i really wasn't because when i first saw the negative comment i wasn't gonna say nothing but i saw my good sir garrett i said oh are we playing oh i didn't know we were playing okay let's go but um yeah well i mean I, what are you gonna say nothing i was trying to try careful because you know i'd really be i think about all these people who really get old tweets dug up so i wasn't trying to be one in in the number
1: (laughs) um yeah but this just i mean none of this us having this podcast and us doing a don't rush challenge and showing our visibility in classical music would be possible without people like Burley who started you know um who's who started laid the groundwork for black people in classical music to share their right. experiences and so you know we're just trying to continue to do that and um we're not about to be you know gaslighted or ignored period. um
0: yeah period um but yeah we will link some stuff for y'all y'all could take a look um yeah right we are moving know. on you ready to move on mm-hmm okay. It's a black excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? All right, so this week I am talking
1: about Marietta Simpson. Um, so I'm gonna make this quick because just because it's just like one of those bios, you know, with like every orchestra in there, every just. You know, period. and and she's a mezzo soprano, and said, so, you know, I'm not even I'm not even really over there that much, like with the vocalist mm-hmm. girls. So uh, looking at her, looking at her bio, I was like, okay, she' been around here for a minute, like sh- you know. But you know, I'm just I'm a novice when it comes f- comes to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a lot of y'all, y'all might be like, of course, Auntie Marietta, like, period, like. But you know, i you're going about to educate me on right. Always. Um, so i'm gonna just go through some of her illustrious career um
0: so i found yeah, out my about her ready. Hold up, <laughs> make sure they still on okay go ahead
1: i found out about her when she um was uh appointed to the the faculty at the jacob school of music at indiana university well um, come on in right um but before that let me just let me just give you highlights well everything is a highlight um but um some parts of her career um she made her carnegie hall debut playing brahms's alto uh or singing brahms's alto rhapsody with the atlanta symphony orchestra um she was elected to the prestigious american academy of arts and science for outstanding achievements as an artist um and she included she joined a roster that includes several u.s president's um, and more than 250 Nobel and Pulitzer Prize winners. Um, she's also performed with, uh, the Houston, uh, Grand Opera, the Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra, um, the Boston Symphony Orchestra at Tanglewood, the Detroit and Cincinnati Symphony Orchestras. Um, also she performed, uh, in Porgy and Bess with the Lyric Opera of Chicago, um Los, Los Angeles Opera, Pittsburgh Symphony. Oh I mean, God. just over and over and over again. I mean, it's been you know at the Kennedy Center, um, New Jersey Symphony, uh, just. I mean, Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Like,
0: Girl, <laughs> this which orchestra hasn't it been?
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, it would really be easier to that
0: would be way easier. You should. You need to list that.
1: Like also. She was in the Messiah with the Philadelphia Orchestra. Um, Also, freaking the Berlin Philharmonic and the Vienna Philharmonic, both conducted by uh, Sir Simon Rattle. Uh, Like.
0: uh, What? (laughs) Girl. I just. I'm ready to go. Right.
1: (laughs) The heck? Uh, Like, come on. She's also, she can be heard on um, a recording of Porgy and Bess conducted by Sir Simon Rattle and on the Grammy Award winning recording. Um, of William Bulcom's songs of innocence and experience, um, on the Naxos label. Shout out to Mara. Um, uh-huh. so these are just just a few things. I'm gonna link. Um, I'm gonna link. Uh, her her bio down below, which also includes um, uh, some recordings uh, that you can Girl, listen careful to with that
0: link. Won't but so much space on the SoundCloud. All right. So I mean, it's probably
1: just. Oops, not work um but yeah and then i also want to give just like an honor and shout out somebody uh dm'd us about giving a shout out to um a woman that is on the front lines of this whole coronavirus thing not a musician but just somebody that's helping us all out right now um because you know we all in this but she is dr kismikia corbett well, um kismikia. right period like period <laughs>
0: God, period.
1: Um, she's um the NIH's lead scientist for the coronavirus oh, vaccine yeah. research. Um so you want to talk about black excellence on a global freaking scale? We talking about doctor Doctor Kismikia Corbett. Um so shout out to her.
0: Um Black women are really the adults in the room. I mean like I mean, <laughs> every, in every way, through and through. Oh y'all, what are you? Y'all haven't and will not do anything without us. That's period. All these white men are scrambling. We got beaches open and junk. And she's over here making a vaccine. Girl, I gotta go. My heart is just between... I can't do this. Right. So that's Black Excellence. You got a piece of the week? My piece of the week is... um, Dvorak's Humorous Number 7. A Tall Tale Bop. Um, I linked the recording with um, Itzhak Perlman and... um, you, your mom. It's just cute. Dun, da, 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 da. Um, shout out to me and you playing it. I made a major that one part, but we don't talk about that. Anyway, that's all I got. You good? Mm-hmm. can we move your face so I could do this. Exit in peace. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion or an intermission suggestion send them to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com and we will talk to y'all next week all right bye y'all bye